When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. Hello and welcome to the Boner Plant Podcast. It's me, Dave Thomas, along with Tim Mazzarana, John Cedar, Jamie Noboom, and Mr. Dave Blatton from Realtree. Dave, how are you? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. It's, it's an honor to be here. Listen, Dave, I have to admit, man, I've been a huge fan of you for a long time. I told Tyler, actually, that recently we were talking, and, I, you know, when I grew up, when I was growing up, I watched you on TV along with Tyler, but it's funny because Tyler was like growing up at the time yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so you spent a lot of time on tv you know what i mean if you think about it yeah you know uh when i went to work for bill back in 1990 as a cameraman and editor and i had no idea that i would ever end up in front of the camera <laughs> I, re- I really did not and uh and it's, it's just it's incredible i mean I can remember this so clearly the day Bill and I talked about me going to work at Realtree. He said, I don't know if if this camo pattern I just started is going to make it or not. jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no. True story. True story. He said, I really don't know if if, 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 if this Realtree is going to make it, but but if it is, I think we've got to have a, a national TV show. And there was only one network at the time that aired hunting and fishing nationally, and that was TNN. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, well, let's give it a shot, you know. And, and neither one of us knew what it would all end up being. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. It kind of blew up a little bit. <laughs> so, Dave, what is your – what is your? I mean, you've obviously hunted a very long time and, and been involved in lots of different hunts. What has been your biggest buck, and where did you take it? The biggest buck I ever took was uh, uh, a few years ago in Kansas, bow hunting with JB Outfitters, just uh, near Pratt, Kansas. It's a buck we called Houdini. It was an episode we did. Uh, the deer grossed right at 190. Wow. But the interesting thing is, less than 48 hours before I shot him, we had trail cam pictures of him. I had been hunting him. He had a 10-inch inline point that would have put him right at 200 inches. And when I shot him less than 48 hours later after that last picture, 
he had broken it off. So oh um, no way! What what a buck! What a <laughs> What's been like your um, furthest shot with a bow? My farthest shot on a whitetail with a bow was 48 yards. I was hunting in Oklahoma. It was a long time ago. Uh, I was, I'd just been in front of the camera for a couple of years. And it was one of those moments that you're just in the zone. It was even before rangefinders were as popular as they are. And, and I just estimated this buck at 50 yards. I held my 50-yard pin low. And I didn't even think about it. I didn't have time to think about the shot and just smoked him. So 48 yards is my Nice. Honor. That's awesome. Yeah. That is really exciting. What? <clears throat> so as far as the TV shows go, how many years has it been? I mean, you've been on for a while now, yeah. right? We started airing uh, on TNN in 1992. Wow. Uh, uh, Jackie Bushman had just started Buckmasters a couple of years before that. So we truly are one of the first hunting shows to ever air on TV, national television. But what I'm most proud about is when, when TNN finally gave us the green light to air a show, it took us a couple of years to, to get on there after I went to work at Realtree, I told Bill Jordan, I said, Bill, we, we've got to do something different. He said, okay, what is that? And I said, well, I believe that we need to show the impact tastefully but we need to show the impact yeah uh, the arrow hitting the animal or the bullet hitting the animal very tastefully but we need to do it bill because it's credibility because at the time there were tv shows i won't name any names but there were some shows that were, that were nobody showed impact on tv and you could get away with with things like <clears throat> not shooting the deer on camera at all yeah but but pretending like you did and so uh i i ended up bill said okay let's do it and so we started off on tnn showing impact and and that's the first time anyone had ever seen a a a truly credible hunt on on television wow what was the feedback like from that well the the feedback from the hunters was amazing our ratings just went through the roof because <coughs> a, there weren't many places you could go watch hunting shows. Period. And then to finally see it, the way it really happens. And we've been we've been producing monster buck videos for a couple of years, but on yeah. TV. But however, I got a letter one day after we had aired four or five episodes from someone. This is before email or, or really uh, cell phones. And I got a letter at work to uh, whom it may concern and it was a viewer that saw our show on TNN and basically uh, threatened to kill me because <laughs> we were we showed uh, shooting a deer with a bow and arrow and he was appalled he said he was flipping channels on his TV one one Sunday night and came across our show and he said in his letter he said I, I turn on this show and there's this guy dressed up like a tree hiding up in a tree waiting for a deer to walk by so he could shoot him and i'm thinking exactly (laughs) it's kind of the point well he got upset and then tnn got some flack and they called us and they said don't send another show up here with impact in it because the anti-hunters are kind of creating some noise 
and uh, so we did not. And the first week we aired with no impact in it, the hunters started wearing our phones out, thinking we had caved into the pressure. And I gave them the phone number to the guy at TNN, the program director. And about two weeks went by, and he called me back, and he said, David, if you want to put impact back in the show, you can, because the hunters had worn him out. And uh, from that point on, we, we, we've aired impact. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, you've, seen, you've seen the industry change quite a bit over the years. When did that kind of come back into play? I mean, that, that, that's, have you gotten a lot of grief lately? What's kind of landscape for that? No, I we we don't catch any grief on that anymore. Yeah. I, I do think you can be tactful about it. I, I I don't think you should show any animal suffering. No, uh, right. spine, like a spine shot or a deer out there just bleeding, just pouring yeah. blood. Uh, you you can cut from that. You can do it tastefully. Uh, <coughs> uh, I think that's the key. Uh, but no, I I'll be honest with you. We don't catch any flat from anti-hunters. It's, it's interesting. Shows. It's interesting, yeah. Dave. On that note, that um, I've noticed over the past. Co- it's funny because you guys don't catch any flack anymore. Although you were the pioneer of that, right? Catching the flack in the beginning. Right, it seems to come back though. Uh, like people like Melissa Bachman have gotten a lot of negativity. Yeah. It's just I just yeah. wonder though if it has to do with um, a different. Maybe a different, um, like, because you guys, to be honest, are more like the founders, right? So, like, you right. started this, and all the hunters, the actual real hunters, know who you are. They love yeah. watching you guys. Mm-hmm. However, the Bachmans and those people, maybe they reach to a different audience, right? That's what I was getting to. And the, that audience is, like, appalled, right? Maybe not, not all of her audience, but just some, you know? Mm-hmm. Or the Cameron Haynes audience, or, you know, because there's, like, workout people. Just different people than I think we're normally used to, I think, in the hunting crew. Yeah. But because right. I have seen some negativity, you know, uh, Eva Shockey, right. you know, oh, yeah. Eva right. Shockey is the right. target of a lot of that, you know, and I think that it it just goes to show you that you know things are are constantly evolving, and you know, people just like anything, you know, even you know any industry really are are constantly changing, and they follow patterns and they follow trends, and you know it it seems like we're going through a phase now where you get a bunch of anti hunters and. Um, you know, I mean, Dave, I'm sure you've seen it, you know, it's been a long time, right? I mean, since 91, you've been doing this, so I'm sure you've had your fair share of that. But one of the questions I had for you actually was like, what keeps you humble and what keeps you grounded? What keeps you rooted in doing, uh, you know, this as long as you have? Well, guys, I, I, you may know, uh, uh, my, my feelings. That's a great question, by the way, but as as a as a born again Christian and a Christ follower, I'm I'm convinced without a doubt that that God has a purpose for my life. Absolutely. And when I'm obedient, uh, he he will take me down paths that will ultimately glorify Him. Mm-hmm. I know that He led me to real tree as part of His plan, and it has nothing to do with hunting. It has about mm-hmm more to do with glorifying him and i know that working at real tree is a blessing a Mm -hmm. true genuine blessing from god above Mm -hmm. and uh it's what i do with it uh is 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 what i concern myself with uh for me to be prideful and think that i work at real tree and i've been on tv for so many years 
because of myself would be so uh, so uh, pompous and arrogant because I, I just know that our Creator uh, has a purpose for me being at Real Tree. So, and I'm thankful for that. I'm truly, truly thankful. And I, I, why He picked me? One of the first questions. I, I tell people I'm going to ask God when I get to heaven is, God, why did you pick me to be so blessed and make a living in the outdoors the way I have? Why did you pick me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's a great platform for you to to reach out to the outdoorsmen and the outdoors women in the industry. You know, so they they kind of have a different take on it. I mean, you know, I, I definitely think you're you know you're you're a very humble guy and. Um, to know that that's what what keeps you motivated and keeps you going is is, is a pretty incredible thing. Well, you know? thank you. And I you know that. I definitely respect that. You know, uh, all of us over here are Christian guys, and you know we can definitely relate to that and, and the power that you know that has to the outdoors. Even you know, and it's not it's not. Just, I think that strikes a chord with a lot of outdoorsmen. I mean, when you go outside and you look around and you're sitting in a tree stand for eight hours, I mean, you don't have much yes. to do but enjoy yeah. what God made. Hey, you're that much yeah. closer. You're that much closer to <laughs> yeah. everything He's created. Absolutely. Now, yeah. now, not now, not not to say that we don't all have our struggles, and at times we allow this this hunting to become too important, and we we we, we allow ourselves as humans to put too much emphasis on on it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, tell my wife that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. so there are struggles that we all have if we're honest with ourselves. Uh (laughs) Dave, do you, how do you, how does it go with you for your family and stuff when it comes to travel? Because I know you probably travel a lot in a year. In in the fall, um, I travel about, on average, from the first of September through the end of the year, pretty much, I'd say on average I'm uh, gone a week, home a week. I try to schedule it like that, yeah. Um, which is a lot of travel, but it does give you time to come home and, and charge your batteries and spend time with family. Uh, you know, there are people in the industry that um, that may require their production guys or camera guys or to, to be on the, the road for up to a month at a time like during the elk rut well i can tell you being gone for a long period of time is really really tough and uh and as, as i oversee our production guys and camera guys and they're younger than i am and they have younger families now i don't allow them to be gone uh uh, on average, more than a week at a time. There are some stretches where they may have to pull a back-to-back trip, but I really encourage them to to come home, spend yeah. a week before they go back out. Yeah. Is it? Um, do you just now like with your you and your family specifically? Do your kids ever come like out to meet you or hunt with you when you're out that way, or not really? Well, I have three boys and. Uh, Harmon, my oldest, is, is 27. Uh, he produces the Legends of the Fall show, so he, he works in the industry, and he's a hunter, and he loves it. And all my boys have hunted and killed turkey and deer, but my, my middle son works for Coca-Cola. He's more into golf and, and uh, sports now than hunting. 
the Bowhunter Planet podcast with your host, Team BHP, online at bowhunterplanet.com. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Dave Thomas here at BonerPlant.com Studios in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, we have a lot of great stuff going on, and uh, our podcast right now is so exciting, and we're so happy to tell you about it. We're hoping that you guys are tuning in and listening. We have some really great uh, guests on, some awesome stories, great tips of hunting, and um, especially in industry stuff, what's going on in the industry, and different things um, that you can learn right now about different gear and what's best and what's going on awesome stories and a lot of tips and uh, tactics that you can use. Uh, the BonerPlanet.com team is excited to bring you the new podcast. Also check out our ambassador program. It's a great program if you want to get involved in the industry um, and see what it's like from the inside out. Uh, we offer that. Check out our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter. We have some of the best photography in the industry being shown on some of those platforms as well as videos. Check out our network shows including Southern Bane. A lot of great things coming up this year from Boner Planet. We're excited that you're here and listening with us and being a part of this. We absolutely appreciate it. Growing the sport of archery is one of the most important things we can all do. We need to come together to make that happen. Not just me, not just the other people in the industry, but you as a consumer have to help us to grow this great sport of heritage that we love called archery. So hey, make sure you go to bowhunterplant.com, subscribe to our mailing list so you can stay and, and keep part of what we're doing and what's going on. And we really appreciate your support. And thank you for joining the hunt with bowhunterplant.com. Back to the show, the Bowhunter Planet Podcast with your host, Team BHP, online at bowhunterplanet.com. youngest son is a junior at the University of Georgia so they're kind of grown and gone and and have kind of established their own hobbies and interests and which I love because you know one of the greatest things in the world is for me as a father is to ha- have all three of my boys and let's go play around the golf yeah <laughs> that's, that's just incredible and so so they're they're kind of young men now young adults now yeah Dave, how do you feel, you know, I mean, when I started, you know, I obviously going back a ways, I'm aging myself now, but back when I started, you know, watching Realtree and all the all the TV shows you guys did in the beginning from the 90s on um, till 2009 when I started Bowhunter Planet, what is your what is your thought of the industry and how it's gone from that point? Obviously, you've been in it for many, many, many years now. I mean, how are you feeling about it? Do you feel like it's going the wrong direction? Do you feel like it's it's where it should be or what you thought it would be? I, I believe, honestly, that uh, we are living in the golden age of deer hunting right now as we speak. Um, and, I, and I'll go down this road a little ways. I don't think ever before people have managed their deer uh, as as well as they are now. I don't think people are are providing nutrition for the deer. Uh, I think I think people are providing more nutrition for their deer compared to ever. I think mm-hmm. the equipment, the bow hunting equipment, is 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 so good now. It's unbelievable how good all these bows shoot and 
and the sights and the uh, I, I it, I just believe it. I mean, when I look back at some of the old monster buck hunts on our monster bucks TV show, we were getting stoked. I mean, like generally stoked about a. A 130, 140 inch deer, which is a great deer. Yeah. yeah. And back then, that was a, a, a stud of a deer. But now, you know, you the bar has been raised. Uh, uh, and, and Not for me. Which, <laughs> <laughs> We're in Michigan. But to, to that point, though, yeah. I, I think we got to be careful that we don't, you know, beat that, that trophy hunting drum too much because the one thing i don't like to see is kids growing up and and worrying about whether a deer's a trophy or not Mm -hmm. as far as antler size yeah you know a trophy is just whatever that person wants to make it out to be exactly Uh, and 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 i just really like there's a county in our state that uh, I mean, in Georgia, counties can vote to become trophy counties. Well, the, the one problem I have with it is that nobody's allowed to shoot less than a, what is deemed a trophy buck in that county, and that includes kids. Yeah. And I think that's wrong. You got kids, yeah. first-time hunters, handicapped hunters, and uh, th- those people should be allowed to shoot whatever they want to shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. But but overall, I, I I have to say our industry, the bow hunting industry is 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 incredible, and and I'm I'm just amazed at how good a lot of these guys are in our industry as far as hunting. So t- tell us a little bit about what you have coming up this year. What are we gonna What are we gonna see from you? Well, I head to uh, Wyoming the the first week of september and um to hunt with 7j outfitters that's our first trip of the year every year i think this will be the 22nd year in a row <laughs> i was gonna ask you about that 7j i, yeah. I know i've seen it in every I show think a, i think it's the 22nd year in a row and if you don't remember the deer we called stickers out there back in the year 2000 bill missed he shot right over his back uh that may be the most famous deer hunt of all time ever um <laughs> Uh, so I do that the first week of September. I come home for a week, and in between I've got some appearances, you know, here and there. But around the middle of September, I go to New Mexico to elk hunt, which is, by by the way, my favorite single bow hunt of the year is hunting rutting bull elk with bow oh, and arrow. Nice. Uh, that is that is the ultimate hunt because it, it's a physical hunt. You've got to be in shape. Uh, it's a big turkey that can smell. Uh, you know, it's just a tough, and you're trying to kill big, mature bulls. Well, they got their cows with them. They got a lot of eyeballs and some noses with them. That's a tough, tough hunt, but it's the most rewarding hunt if you can make it happen. Yeah. Then then this year, uh, I'm real excited. First week of October, we're going back to the Milk River, uh, the original Milk River for the first time in bow hunt in eight or nine years since all the deer died from... EHD and winter kill. Yeah. So we're going to go back there and hunt first week of October. Then the middle of October, I head to Kansas. Uh, the end of October, I'm going to Oklahoma on a muzzleloader hunt. Uh, 
around November the 7th, I'll be in North Texas on a muzzleloader deer hunt. Uh, and then uh, uh, I drew an Iowa muzzleloader tag for late season. So it, it, it's, it's going to be a, 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 it's shaping up to be another great season. Yeah, it sounds like it. So I heard you mention EHD. Um, so one of the things that we've talked about a few times on this podcast has been uh, you know, chronic wasting disease seems to be a, a pretty popular uh, deer killer right now, especially over here in the Midwest. Um, yeah. Have you have you had any experience with that at all? I have none. As a matter of fact, everywhere we've been, you know, people are talking about they were suspicious of mm-hmm. CWD, but I, I've never hunted anywhere where it was confirmed and they were taking the appropriate action. I mean, what is the appropriate action for, for that? Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, I honestly don't know. I mean, I know that they, uh, for a few, well, when it first started here in Michigan, it was at a deer ranch, and uh, so they obviously euthanized that animal um, to get it out of there. But they'll stop um, baiting. And yeah, stuff I mean, like they they the put year. a lot of limits and restrictions on us as far as what we can do, and and basically, I mean, they'll try to pretty much annihilate that whole entire area. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll give out virtually unlimited tags. Um, you know, it hasn't been a huge impact on uh, you know the deer hunt over here in Michigan yet, but I know in some areas it's really really bad. Yeah, I, I have never experienced that. And, you know, we do we do run into the effects of EHD yeah. uh, on a regular basis around yeah. the country. Yeah. And that's another bad one, too. I mean, there's not really a whole lot you can do about that either, other than no, try to cull the no, herd, you know? Absolutely not. No, no there's not. Wow. So what? Uh, so we talked about your, your plans for this year. So uh, I know you said you like to golf, but, I mean, what do you do when you're not hunting besides, like, golf and, and things like that? What do you really enjoy? What are you passionate about? I love to watch college football. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Go blue. Yeah. <laughs> we can relate to that, too. I'm a Georgia Bulldog. Uh, Figure that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got your old quarterback. <laughs> My wife is, is roll tied. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Roll tied. Yeah. Bama. How much stress does that cause? <laughs> Well, not much lately. <laughs> I was just going to say, you, you must sleep on the couch a lot, right? <laughs> They've been uh, forced uh, to reckon with, that's for I, sure. I really enjoy, uh, I really enjoy uh, exercising. Not, 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 uh, I, I really exercise for elk season, and that's yeah. really my, my, the, what motivates me to exercise is elk season. Oh, yeah. Because the worst thing in the world for me, and I'm getting up in age, I'm 56 now, would be to have the cameraman waiting on me at the top of the ridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that would be the biggest insult to me. You're and supposed so to be shooting behind you. Yeah, right. Yeah, I am bound to determine I will not let the cameraman beat me with all that gear up the mountain. Uh, so, Dave, what are you using for a bow? Are you using bear? I can't remember the brand. I shoot bear. I've yeah. shot bear the last yeah. the last eight or nine years. I use a while. Yeah. Nice. And, and, I, and, and I have to tell you a great story because people cannot believe that the last seven years I've had my best success as far as the number of bow tags I have filled uh, the last seven years. It's been incredible. I've probably averaged eight or nine bucks a year with oh. my bear. Wow. Wow. Uh, but but it but since then, 
and, and people cannot believe that I actually shoot a whisker biscuit. I love the whisker biscuit. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tried right and true. I yep. killed so many deer with that thing. I'm telling you. So at first, when I started shooting the bear, I said, no, I want to drop away. I want to drop away. So I put a trophy ridge drop away on there. Yep. I shot it. And finally, the president of Bear Archer said, David, it, it, can we at least just put a whisker biscuit on your new bow? Just try it. If you don't like it, take it off. So I said, sure. He put a whisker biscuit on there. That thing paper tune like yeah i mean unbelievable mm-hmm. and i have never gone back since yep. i love love my whisker biscuit it's so simple so reliable yeah. uh, not yeah. finicky yeah it, it is incredible it is it is the whisker biscuit to us is um first off for test lab our show one of our shows that we do it's real popular that is the the only rest we really ever use, and and I can say this: we use that rest more than anybody because we go through every single bow company. Every yep. si- we use the same rest. We just take them off and put them back on. We've shot more through a whisker biscuit than any other rest in the industry, and we've never had a problem. <laughs> and I've shot deer with them. I've taken yeah. them off, put them on my hunting rig, and shot deer with them. Yeah. And some hey, people and will listen, be like, "No," but I'm like, "Dude, it, it works." Look, and they've gotten it so improved over the last several years where. With the bristles are so great, you cannot hear that arrow. Not at all. When yeah. you're drawing, not at all. You cannot hear it. It's it's a it's the greatest single uh, piece of equipment on my bow. Yep. Without so, a doubt. So what what bow are you shooting from Bear? I shot the BR33 last year. Yep. Uh, and just love it. Um, but I've shot the Venue, the Motive. Uh, yep. uh, but the BR33, you know, I told them they send me a new bow every year, and I, I want to tell them, say, guys, I don't need another one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real, I'm good, I'm good. I actually shot that one uh, last year as well, and that's, that's a great bow. This year I'm shooting the moment, but uh, that and the super grizzly, the recurve. Dave, how does, how, that's a good question, Dave, for people who don't understand TV and sponsorships. How does that work for you? Does if you let's say Let's just say, for example, you want to shoot the carnage from three years ago. Are you not allowed to do that? No, bear bear would be cool with whatever I wanted to shoot because uh, to them it's 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 the brand bear. Yeah, got it. Uh, That's cool. But now, but now I can say that not all bow companies, and I I know obviously a lot of the guys in the industry that shoot other uh, bows, not all bow companies feel that way. They want you shooting the brand new, yeah, uh, just released model, <clears throat> and I get it. Uh, I, I truly do, uh, but I try to stay as new as possible. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, "Hey, don't send me a new bow," you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like that too. <laughs> part of it, part of it too, though, is is if you're shooting a bow from three, four years ago, that just that that tells you how good it is. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's exactly. a true statement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes way to you look get at comfortable. It. Sometimes you get real comfortable with what you have and. You know, you enjoy the shootability of it and just the comfort, you know. And but but I I I, I found a way to resist the urge to uh, stay with the older bows. So so what I do on all my bows, they send me the older ones as they get, you know, three or four years old. I will sign them and then I and I'll send them to charity for auction. Oh, that's oh, great! That's a great idea, yeah. Great. So, so that I, I sent one today to Randy Birdsong with Headhunters TV. He's doing a big charity for St. Jude Children's Hospital. Awesome. And so I sent him one today. 
if, if you know what, Dave, if you if you hear of any of that stuff, we're always open for that. So if Bowhunter Plant will support anything like that, if if you let them know, we'll 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 donate for sure for that. Oh, anything like that, we're, we're in. So it's the right thing thank to do, no matter which way you shape it. Absolutely, I, I will. Thank you for that. Yeah, I mean that's that's absolutely important. Um, so uh, real quick, I, I the one last question I had that was actually a good one that uh, Chris chimed in here with uh, in the in the uh, peanut gallery. He came over. <laughs> and threw, he, we got like questions from our own staff anyway it says um who are you influenced by to to start hunting and, and what was your life like before real tree well you know it's a great question i did not grow up hunting um i grew up in upper south carolina uh, we were a sports family uh, basketball baseball football soccer was not a sport back then <laughs> right uh, but still was, isn't for some people there was nothing to hunt up there so we were sports that's what we did my dad my brother and myself my dad got transferred to south georgia near waycross down near the okie pinokie swamp when i was 14 and i was in the eighth grade when we got when we moved to south georgia hunting was a way of life and yeah. that's where we all learned how to hunt together my dad my brother and myself and that is a very cool story. So I started bow hunting at 14, and all we did was bow hunt. I bow hunted for six years before I shot my first deer. Mm. I, I missed three does in the six-year span. I finally shot a buck uh, when I was 20 years old. Uh, and then I managed a, a plantation for several years uh, after college. And then I moved to LaGrange, Georgia, where I still live, and I opened up a, a hunting and fishing pro shop retail store with a friend of mine, and that's where I met Bill because I became one of Bill's first dealers when he came out with Realtree. Yeah, it's awesome. So you still hunt? You do, do you still hunt with them? Do you hunt with your kids? I mean, I know you talked a little bit about how um, you know they, they've all shot, but do you still hunt with them? No, well, Harmon, you know, I hunt with him. He he's, he loves to hunt. My middle son, my younger son, uh, they they would rather go play golf mm -hmm. or something like that right now, which is awesome. I mean, I think it's great. My dad passed away 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Uh, but um, my brother lives in Virginia, so I, I don't get to see him that often. Uh, but... Uh, but yeah. Well, I I, I I was thinking about putting myself up for adoption though. So <laughs> if you're looking for another son to hunt with, you just you let me know. Is is there like a government grant? <laughs> there might be. There is no money over here. It's for the disabled youth. Yes. Dave, one of the one of the things I have a question about is real quickly is. Uh, is it called 7J7? Is that what you said earlier? 7J Outfitters. 7J. So at 7J, um, I've watched it over the years. I've seen you hunt stuff on there. I can't remember exactly, though. Besides Whitetail, what else do they offer? 7J, they have antelope hunting. They start that here in the next couple of weeks. Um, they hunt for a couple of weeks. They also have mule deer hunting during the month of October. They uh, Jeff Smith, the owner, he has a couple of big areas in western wyoming for elk and bear a black bear and I, sh I shot a big elk with him in unit 45 in the bighorn uh national forest uh, several years ago so but they offer it all right there where we hunt the whitetails 
uh, during the month of September, that that's that's pretty much all they hunt right there. That's exciting. I mean, that place looks amazing, man. Yeah. Every time I look at it, it I got so beautiful. And the reason we love to go is to escape the humidity from Georgia. No, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We get out there the 30th of August, and it's just like you wake up in the morning, you walk outside, you cannot believe yeah how how crisp the air is oh yeah oh i can't yeah well we're in michigan so <laughs> i think we're kind of used to it's it no <laughs> yeah. it's not oh, yeah. too bad here it's not too humid here ever usually but um anyway but uh dave so um hey thanks for joining us on the podcast we appreciate it uh team realtree everything going on with you is there any special times for the show that people should know about on tv realtree outdoors is, is sunday nine on outdoor channel at 9 p.m eastern time uh, uh, Realtree Road Trips, which we produce with uh, Michael Waddell and T-Bone and Nick, it comes on uh, Thursday night, I think at maybe 8 or 8.30 Eastern Time. And then Monster Bucks TV, uh, it comes on um, Tuesday and Fridays and uh, uh, Wednesday, I think. It comes on several days during the week. Yeah, it's on quite a bit when I turn yeah, on. That's so amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Dave. Hey, Dave Blatton, thank you so much, man. Thank you. appreciate you being an inspiration for millions of hunters out there, kids over the years, including myself, who have uh, grown up to really get into the sport. And really, you know, my whole thing is growing up. This built my excitement going into the fall, you know, starting yeah. in August, watching Realtree, yeah. all the different shows you were on, and just be like, wow, you know, I, yeah. I want to go out and hunt. And it's just so exciting. And, and as much as people don't say it, the truth is, these are these those shows are part of the reason people go to the store to buy products. Get excited! I mean, yeah, yeah. I used to, I remember getting excited in August watching the show, and then the Bass Pro you know thing yeah. comes, and I'm like pumped up. I'm looking through it. I'm I'm going to go buy this tree stand. I got to do this and that. You know, not because I want to be like Dave Blanton, but because it inspires me to get outdoors and like want to you know do it. So hey, man, thank oh, yeah. you so much for that. We really appreciate well, thank, that. Well, well, thank you for your kind words. It's an honor, and I look forward to coming back visiting with you guys again. Sometimes. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. When you're in, if you're ever in Detroit, which I know you said you're probably not this year, but <laughs> always welcome You know, to come in studio. It's, it's a lot of fun to have people here and, and you know, eating bear yeah, chili. Bear and, chili and brats. <laughs> and, and, oh, and yeah. That's so. awesome. Okay. Thank you, sir. Okay. We appreciate it. Thank you all so much for having me. Thanks. Okay. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. The Bowhunter Planet Podcast with your host, Team BHP, online at bowhunterplanet.com. We'll be right back.
back to the show, the Bowhunter Planet podcast, with your host, Team BHP, online at bowhunterplanet.com.
Thanks so much for listening to the Bow Hunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bow Hunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.